Hello and welcome to a special series of Straight Talk for Real Life, produced by Hewlett-Packard Enterprise. Today's episode is part of a mini-series, shorter episodes with real help for the worry and stress you may be feeling related to the COVID-19 pandemic, and tips to move from a place of fear and anxiety to a much happier and healthier place. Listen in, because in the next 20 minutes, we'll start that journey together. Hi there, I'm Bob Peacock. Welcome to Straight Talk for Real Life. If you have felt or are still feeling stress and anxiety from the COVID-19 pandemic, know that those feelings are natural. After all, we've been through a lot. We've experienced health fears, fears for our family and children, relationship strains, and huge changes from weeks of being socially isolated. After most major traumatic events in the world, whether caused by terrorists or natural disaster, there's an expected increase in things like depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, and substance use issues. And it's not unusual to see a spike in calls to suicide prevention centers. The COVID-19 pandemic is just like any other traumatic event. So how do we get from a place of fear to thriving in our new changed world. You could say that we're on a journey, traveling from here to there. My guest today is Rod Hart, a senior practice leader and advisor in Aon's National Health Transformation Team. Rod helps organizations with people who may be struggling with loneliness and stress in times like these, and he helps us move forward by helping us recognize what we're feeling, what we can learn from it, and how we can even grow from the experience. Rod, welcome. Thank you, Bob. So as I said in my introduction, we're on a journey, and we want to move from a place of fear to being comfortable in this post-pandemic world. How do we get started? Yes, and this is a great place to start, especially when we want to move from a place of fear to a place of growth. And in many ways, it's like being on a journey on any highway. You've got to figure out which points of interest those resources that you may want to take in, and you need to periodically stop and take advantage of what is out there. Um, and as we take that journey, we have to stop periodically. We need to regroup. We also need to rethink about what's ahead for us and what is in the future that we're really looking for in terms of our ultimate destination. Remember those GPSs that we all have in our cars? Well, you oftentimes get off the path, and the voice would say recalibrating. Well, you may need to, at this time, in this in current environment, recalibrate multiple times, as well as change your course to some degree as a result of COVID and other things that are taking place in today's environment. Um, and that's an important thing to keep in mind. The important thing is to continue to move forward and find a place for yourself in the future. Right. Well, a lot of people might want to ignore their feelings of stress or, or anxiety. Why is it so important for us to take time to really recognize and acknowledge those feelings? Yeah, I think many of us may be feeling a bit numb and depleted. Um, and what we need to recognize is this can affect both our physical and our mental health and really the interface between the two. It can also impact the relationships that we have both at work and at home, and it can get in the way of our memory, our aptitude, and our, even our ability to learn new things. With both, This implies both for adults as well as children, 
And it can even put us at a greater risk for things like cardiovascular disease, substance use, and perhaps depression and anxiety, just to name a few. Wow. So this pandemic has caused a huge amount of change in a, a really short period of time. And we were talking before the, the podcast, and you were saying that it was almost like a feeling of grief. Can you explain that? Yeah. In many ways, I think this grief and where we're at today is almost like crisis fatigue. You know, we've moved through uh, COVID, and now we're seeing other changes in the environment around us. And we've all experienced losses, and some of them very small, others more significant. And because of those losses, we're now going through a grief process, no differently than if we had lost a loved one. A lot of this can be very cumulative. I know most of us has all had losses in our lives, some of it significant, the death of a, a spouse, a partner, a friend, otherwise, that you know we, we truly understand is grief. But I think what we're understanding during these times, unprecedented times in our lives, is in addition just to the normal grief that we feel, there's a lot of cumulative losses, some of them quite small, that we would, you know, in and of themselves. But once you wrap those all together, it's where people really start to struggle. They become overwhelmed with just the amount of loss that they begin to become aware of. Uh, then that process that we act to in terms of loss is we maybe find ourselves more inside than alone. So we just don't have that access to the relationships that we're used to having. So that face-to-face -face piece remains very important and the loss of that interaction can be very dire, especially with somebody that is an extrovert. Um, and that reduced interaction leads to increased anxiety and stress because there is an outlet for people to convey their feelings and those things that are truly uh, perplex perplexing to them as individuals. Um, it's very easy to get into the fact of just sort of shoving st stuff under the rug, but at some point that rug is it's going to come flowing out. And for many people that you know end up in a position where they're overwhelmed, it's because they have no more coping skills to keep it contained. They can't explain it to themselves. They can't explain it to anyone around them. They just know that they're lost. And grief is much like being lost. You just feel as though there's no place to turn. There's not another avenue that you can take. Mm -hmm. There are six stages of grief to keep in mind. The one, the first one is really this aspect of denial. You know, this can't be happening to me. We all did this when COVID first landed on us. Right. Um, it also, we need to think of it from the standpoint of anger. This isn't fair to me. This isn't fair to my family. Um, as well as that aspect of beginning to bargain. You know, um, I can't, I, I, if I get through this, you know, I will give, you know, whatever so that, that I will be able, and my family will be able to make it through. But oftentimes with that, our mood begins to get affected. We may feel more depressed, um, but we want to also be, I think, thinking that this is going to be okay. So we get to the point when we begin to accept it is really moving from that point of fear to the point of, you know, I can do something about this. And from there, we can start to create some meaning as to what we want to take from this experience and get to a point where we feel as though that that is going to be helping us to get to that path forward. It's interesting. I think it can be difficult to name our feelings, right? You, you talk about grief, but we may not realize we're struggling with grief. But once you hear those six aspects of grief, it makes me think, oh, that's what I'm feeling. People don't typically associate grief with something like this, where 
they may not have suffered an actual loss like of a loved one, but we have suffered a loss of our normal way of life. What can we do if we're feeling any of these things? Well, I think this is really where the journey begins. We know from sociologists and psychologists um, that, you know, in many ways, trauma can be an opportunity. And, and when we think of this, and oftentimes many people may have heard of post-traumatic stress, I like to reframe it around this uh, concept of post-traumatic growth. Um, picture a map with just one main highway, if you can think of that in your mind. And there on that roadway are many, many paths to get to that ultimate destination. But it starts in the fear zone. So as you look at that aspect of fear and what it does to you, if you think of COVID, you may have seen people hoarding things, you know, people making really knee-jerk reactions to things, and that is all a response to fear. Um, and so out of that, we also project oftentimes these things onto other people through either anger or frustration that we otherwise wouldn't see as normal, but no one wants to stay in that place. We, we move from this area of fear over into an area where I think we can find some greater degree of comfort, and that we refer to as the learning zone. That's where we start to put things together, we start to build some awareness, we start to delve into the unknown, and by doing that, we can begin to identify our own emotions and what we're feeling in response to what we're seeing happening in our lives and happening in our environment. Um, as we identify those emotions, uh, instead of acting out of fear, we begin to think about the best ways to respond and the ways that we can move forward based on those feelings and emotions that we've defined. We are able to verify the information, so therefore we're feeling more confident in it, and we acknowledge that everyone's in this together, and then we can begin to move forward, not just for ourselves, but also for the people in our households and in our personal lives and those that we work with. Um, finally, once we sort of get through this aspect of learning and building a better foundation of understanding, then we really need to think of how do we move forward? How do we top that hill that's down that highway? And we come to this aspect of growth. It's where we find purpose in our lives and we find purpose in the situation. And then we can begin to use our skills and the way that we cope and as well as our talents to not only help ourselves, but to help others. And with that comes a degree of empathy and understanding, not with just in terms of yourself, but those that, you're around, that are around you and being grateful for what they offer you on a daily basis. We begin to really focus on the future and do what we need to do to keep ourselves emotionally happy and hopeful. Um, I believe it's important for people to think about things like calmness, patience, and as they develop those relationships, it's using aspects of creativity and outlets like the arts, dance, and others as a way to actually begin to adapt to the changes going on in our lives. I think when we talk about our lives and we talk about our emotional fitness, it's always the major transitions in our lives that we look back on in terms of how we have matured and how we've grown as individuals. If you think back of you know, yourself in terms of moving from high school perhaps into college or from one employer to another, each of those involves degrees of fear, opportunities to learn, but more importantly, opportunities to grow as an individual, as well as provide um, that type of um, insight to others around you so that they needlessly don't have to get stuck in a fear zone and can really move to those aspects of learning and growing quicker um, 
And by doing so, um, not only do you feel more confident yourself, but it also in, helps the individuals around you, perhaps a work team or your household, your family, to actually be more confident that there is a future ahead that has some degree of positiveness in it and hope for a future that is much more optimistic. So you, you mentioned, you know, noticing and taking advantage of these points of interest along the journey. And uh, I think that we can think of these as the resources that are available from HPE to help you move along that journey. So, for example, if you look at yourself and you see a person who reacts rather than responds, or you see that you could benefit from learning patience or calmness, then the lessons in headspace might be a point of interest that you need to visit. There's even a, a special section called weathering the storm that may have exactly what you need. And then another, another point of interest is the employee assistance program. Uh, you can learn more about all of these points of interest and more by listening to the next few mini episodes in this uh, special series. So Rod, as we close this episode, what are some practical tips that we can do to build up our own emotional fitness? Yeah, there are just a, there are numerous um, ways that we can approach this. You know, I think maybe we can focus on just a couple. Uh, one example would be, you know, when we're in that fear zone. Um, and oftentimes that's when we're the most self-critical. And that's when we're fearful, you know, we get, we get closed in. But one of the examples or an activity that someone can use is this aspect of, you know, talking to yourself as you would your best friend. Um, and in doing so, it allows us to do a check on ourselves, to really check in at both a visceral level to understand what we're truly feeling and allows us to also prioritize things in our life. But at the same time, it also allows us to better define and objectify what we want to do. Um, so if you think of it, just think of a personal challenge that you're currently facing uh, in your own life. So give you just a second, just one simple challenge. But what you want to be able to do once you've got that in your mind is really begin to think of it and speak to it with words that are motivating as well as kind to yourself. And when you do that, you want to talk about the situation like you would with your best friend you want to be sure, like you would your best friend, you give them a little bit of a break for maybe perhaps overthinking of it or making a mistake. We just don't want to keep hitting ourselves or beating ourselves up for things that are needless you know, for us to actually keep focusing on. So how does that feel? Well, once you've begun to tell yourself these positive things, it makes a huge difference in terms of what you begin to notice. Because what's going to happen is you're not going to need to feel as though you're constantly checking in. You'll also see yourself physically probably relax once you start to use those types of tones and words with yourself. Uh, then you begin to sort of let yourself um, relax, let the anxiety subside so that you have a clearer ability to think and focus on those things that you want to be able to accomplish. And if you can get the self-criticism out of there, then you can address it like you would with a friend um, that, that makes it much more positive. Another, another that you may consider, and I call it the three by three by three. So it's three good things, three days a week for three weeks. And this is actually fairly simple. Um, it's uh, something that you can do like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, for example. But on each of those days, what you want to be able to do is just think of three good things that happen. 
They don't have to be big things. They could be small things, but things that are truly meaningful for you. So once you've identified what they are, perhaps you sit at the down at the dinner table with your spouse, partner, or other family members, is to actually say them out loud. But it's also important to marinate in them, really marinate it, because you want to be able to extract from that the positives, the fun that you may have experienced. You know, was it something that someone did for you that you enjoyed? Was it something nice that you did for someone else? And as, that, as you do that, you start to change your own internal narrative, as well as the narrative that you share with the people around you. It becomes more optimistic. It becomes more playful. It becomes more positive. That gives people this sense of confidence and hope that for all of us during these trying times is the ultimate important piece that gets us through our daily lives. Wow, I'm feeling better already. Thank you, Rod Hart, for your insights. Thank you, gonna... it was a pleasure being part of your webinar today. As we continue this journey together from the fear zone through the learning zone and ultimately to the growth zone, navigating to an unknown future will be challenging. Before you can thrive in this new unchanged world, your most essential basic needs have to be met. You need to feel safe, secure, and in good health. HPE is committed to supporting our team member community with great resources to help you along the journey. Please take the time to stop and make the most of those resources whenever you need them. If you're in the U.S., you will find many of those on HPE Wellness. And if you're outside the U.S., you'll find them on the Global Wellness page. Thank you for taking time to listen today. Until next time, take good care of yourself. Let's talk again soon.